Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Morning, everybody. It's great to see you. Uh, thanks so much for coming to church today. You glad you're here? Yeah. yeah, well, if it's your first time, we are honored, as Nathan said, that you're here. My name's David, and on behalf of my wife, Renata, we'd like to welcome you. We're glad that you're here. Um, we just showed that video bumper uh, where we're going to start a new series called Given. And uh, I want to get back to that in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to give you a couple announcements. The first is, is that uh, we are going to be having Christmas Eve services this year. And let me give you the date. It's going to be on December 24th this year. And uh, some of you have wondered what room, where's that going to be? Since we're a portable church, we're going to be right here. Uh, and so it's a great time to start thinking about who you could invite uh, as we get closer and closer to Christmas. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to have not one, not two, not three, but four services this year. And so uh, it's going to be really, really great. Um, I'm excited about that. Also, I just want to let you be aware that we'll have our third uh, passion offering. And here's what that is. On December 8th, uh, we're going to take up an offering to give away. And so we want to make a difference uh, with others and giving to outreach. And so uh, it's a big deal. And I'm going to be giving you more information about that um, over the next few weeks. So you'll have a video. You'll have a brochure. You'll get to see it. Uh, but I want it to go in your brain today so that you can put December 8th on your calendar and make sure that's not the day that you decide to uh, watch football, but be here on that day because uh, I think it's going to be a great day for us as a church. Um, to give generously. And really, uh, I'm excited about even talking about generosity uh, this month as we prepare for that. Um, so that's coming up and super big. Uh, really excited about it. This series given uh, is one that uh, my dream is that we could really, as a church, uh, be a blessing to others. And so uh, anytime that there's a work of God, the dream is, is that it's not just for us, but that our existence, because we're here, we actually make a difference in the lives of other people. And so the offering that we're going to take on the 8th. As you know, if, you're, if you give regularly here, um, what you're giving already is making a difference, and we're giving uh, to other organizations. Uh, we give the first 10% away. But on that day, uh, it's going to be this extravagant uh, offering where we're going to give sacrificially to make a difference for others. And uh, so, so anyway, I want you to be aware of it. I'm very excited about it. Uh, we're going to go into this, uh, this Sunday and have our first message uh, on the idea of generosity. So if you have your Bibles, uh, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And for those of you that just thought, I now want to walk out, don't leave just yet. It's going to be okay. Uh, I know you're, you're scared a little bit about giving messages. I am a pastor's son, and my grandpa was a pastor, and I know that's how it works. But I promise you, uh, it's going to be good today. Uh, you don't want to leave just yet. Second Corinthians chapter 9, if you've got your Bibles, let's go there. It says this, Paul says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. So I want you to just see that. That's why we're giving you weeks, weeks in advance. Notice, I just, that, that's not going to be a spontaneous offering that day. I want you to pray about what you want to give, what God leads you to give. 
Then Paul says this, for God loves a cheerful giver. So in God, in God the Father, he delights in or he loves a cheerful giver. All right, verse eight. And God is able, so you just gotta know that. God is able, he has capacity. God is able to bless you abundantly. So somebody here today needs to know that and just really get that. He has the capacity. He is omnipotent. He does have all power. He does know your situation. He does care. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Father, we come to you today. We ask that we would become cheerful givers. We pray that we would look like our father, that we would be generous like you're generous. Lord, we just confess this is truly one of the idols of our age. And this is one of the things that was not just in our age, but even in Jesus' time in the first century. And, and we just, we come to you and we just ask for divine help. We pray, Lord Jesus, that our hearts would become soft. We pray that you would do supernatural miracles in our hearts and our lives. We love you. And everybody said, amen. amen. I started a new habit uh, uh, 21 days ago. And they say that if you uh, do something for 21 days, that it will become a habit. And so I've had a bad habit that I'm going to confess to you. And that is when I wake up in the morning for the first thing that I look at to be text messages or email. And that's on a good day. If it's a really bad day, like a sinful day, like godless, oh man, I might even check social media and fantasy football before anything. And so I, I, I started 21 days ago, this new habit, and I just started playing a song. So wake up in the morning and first thing in the morning is to play this song. And I want you to hear it because it's going to impact the message today. It says this, this is the song it goes, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up, huh? from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you've been faithful. I'm sorry, I want to sing today. And all my life you've been so, so good. Just picturing in the bathroom. Oh, God, all right. And so poor Renata, she's been in having to endure pain. Um, <laughs> With every breath that I am able, I will, resolution, I, determination, I will sing of the goodness of God. And I just sensed over the last 21 days, I can feel the gratitude inside of me growing. The beginning of the day, starting off and saying, I'm going to sing, I'm going to declare, I'm going to talk about how good you've been. And we do a lot of songs here intentionally where we're singing about the goodness of God because when we're singing about the goodness of God or talking about the goodness of God, you can't help but over time begin to want to reciprocate and worship with all that we have. Know that he loves us much. Know that he's good. Know that he's creator. Know that he delights in you. Know that he enjoys you. Know that you've been so, so good. And start to then go, so I want to be like you. I want to give to others. I want to love others. I want to respond with my affection for you in the biblical way that you talk about. And that is to love others. And that is to be a blessing. I've been blessed to be a blessing. And as that builds inside of you, then the overflow of the person who has encountered God and knows he's been good, good, good to them is to be a blessing or to be generous or to be good to others. And when you do that, 
When you personify that kind of selfless generosity or selfless love or selfless goodness where my eyes are not on me, you start to look like your good, good father. You start to take on the attributes, the characteristics of your good, good father. And my dream in this series is simply this, that we would start to give like God gave. That we would just look like our father. And right now there's the temptation to recoil and go, oh no, I'm scared. I don't want to hear a message on giving. Hold on. I want you to see how much God has given to you. I just want you to just kind of be locked in that when you look like your father by being generous, you bring him great joy. My daughter, Adeline, uh, she looks a lot like me. And I say that a lot and a lot of stories about Adeline today. But um, when she was uh, graduating from kindergarten, um, graduation day, I drove, picked her up, brought balloons and her, she Sorry, working on English. She and I uh, decided, to, I took her out for, for Froyo. And uh, normally I am the kind of dad, speaking of generosity, uh, that, that when we go to Froyo, I, I, I don't let you fill it up yourself. I just, because you might, you might charge me five bucks worth of stuff, right? Like, and I don't allow that. I'm the guy that just, you're like, I thought this was a message on generosity. Hold on, we'll get there. And, it's, and, and I say, no, 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 I, I'll be the one. I take four kids and each of you get about 87 cents worth right there. And then, and then, and then, and then we get the experience. I'm all about the experience, even if the totality of your froyo is minimal. And so, uh, and so that's what she's used to. But on that day, I said, Adeline, you can get the size that you want. You can fill it up to the degree that you want. You can put the weirdest thing in there. I don't care if it's gummy bears and sherbet. You do what you want. You be you. You get as much as you want. And so Adeline filled it up. She ate, honestly, about a fifth of it. And then she said, I'd like a to-go lid. A to-go lid? Addie, you've barely begun. Six-year-old, blonde hair, blue eyes. Daddy, I'd like to take the rest of it home to Dawson, Olivia, and Justice. Oh, yeah, thank you. That's what I'm looking for right there. <laughs> because here's what went off inside of me. Girl, you're generous, just like your father. <laughs> Girl, I just picked you up from school and I just brought, bought you that $6 fro, yo. And you could say, I want to put it in the freezer, save it for later. This is mine. I'm going to eat till I'm sick. I want this. This is for me. But instead, you had your eyes not on yourself or your stomach, which Paul even talks about the idol of your age is your stomach. Funny anyway. And she says, no, I want to, I want to give it to others. And I want to encourage you that generosity, generosity looks like your father and your father has given much to you. And the enemy of generosity is selfishness. And we live in an age where we're, we're tempted and honestly, it's the human race to constantly live for self. Let's take care of my needs, my stomach, my looks, my retirement, my future, my transport, transportation, my food, my clothes, me, 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 me. And, and when we want to get kind of a window of what God is like, simply this, I want you to see that your father, he's been so, so good to you and he is generous. In fact, probably the most famous verse in the Bible, John three sixteen, communicates that 
out of the overflow of love God gives. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Love gives. What does love do? Love gives. So really good, really wonderful to sing great songs. Really great for us to demonstrate uh, affection. And over and over again, when we read the epistles, when we listen to Jesus, there is this this demonstration of out of the overflow, out of the, the proof, out of the fruit that love abounds. There's giving, there's generosity, there's the opposite of hoarding, there's the opposite of yet another comfort for me. And yet this is the idol of the age that we live in. And so today I just want us to lock in with what it looks like to become like our father. And I want you to know the joy that your father has when you take on the attribute, the characteristic that he has and you become a giver. Like you become generous. You give like God. You demonstrate generosity like he has. When we look at Jesus, Jesus communicated that he and his father were one And he actually looked at his disciples and he said this in John 14, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So he's saying, when you see me, when you look at me, you get a picture of what the father's like. All right. And then Jesus looks at his disciples, right? And Jesus tells them, as the father has sent me, I'm sending you. All right. So the characteristics that you see in me. I want you to have those. So when we look at what God is like, here he is. He's God, the creator, and he's the sustainer. So he creates heavens and the earth. I mean, everything that he creates, it's good. He's big. He's God. So your temptation, my house, my car, my, no, he, Everything that you have is from God. Everything is a gift. You are the created. You are creation. He is creator. He is good. And in his generosity, he gave you life. He gives you breath. He gives you ability. And he then is generous. And he gives his one and only son. And he gives. Then Jesus gives his life. So Jesus demonstrates generosity. Jesus looks like his father. And you can find Jesus' joy in talking about how he looks like his father. You've seen me. You've seen the father. Hebrews 1 actually says this. He says, the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Just want you to get that. Author of Hebrews, when you look at Jesus, you see what God is like. So Jesus says it. Author of Hebrews says it. God's the giver. God's the giver of life. God's the giver of all things. God is the generous one. He's the generous God. You've got then Jesus looking at the disciples and he's saying, you're going to represent me. You're going to go and and, and I'm sending you. You're going to be my hands and my feet. Paul talks this way. He says, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. So we've got God, the father, generous. God, the son, generous and communicating. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. I'm doing the things. I want you to see what your father's like. And he's full of, not only does he say, I lay my life down. Jesus lays his life down. It's a generous move. I'm giving of myself. 
Jesus, over and over again, it's, it's this abundance. It's giving. He's giving in the way that he gives of his time. He's giving in the way that he gives miracles. But he, I like even the stories when we've got kind of this vivid picture of when he does miraculous things and there's an abundance, which is what Paul talks about here in this text, that there's this abundance. And so if he goes and he's going he's gonna to turn the water into wine in John 2, there's an abundance. You read the story in John 2, and it's six water, stone, water jars and it's anywhere between 120 to 180 gallons of wine. It's a lot of wine, right? It's this abundance when he goes and he turns the loaves of bread and fish and he multiplies it, 5,000 plus women and children. There's 12 extra basketfuls. There's this abundance. He's, he's, he's giving much. We see in Jesus all the way that he gives his time and his attention, all the way that he lays his life down. But even in these, even in these stories of miracles, he's, he's, he's saying, hey, Peter, cast your net on the other side. And boom, this, the boat starts to sink with the fish. It's an abundance. Sometimes we have this mentality like just scarcity, just survival. But I just want you to get that when Paul says that he, there's this blessing, there's this abundance, God has generosity. Jesus possessed generosity. Jesus shows us what the father is like. And then he sends you into the world, you 21st century disciple, just like he sent these first century disciples. And when you are generous, when your life personifies something counter the culture, which is spend it all on me, me first. I take the first and the best. I, I start with me. Instead of starting with me, you start with God. And you go, I want God, you, you, I want you to have my first and my best. God, I want, I want to be generous like you're generous. He has delight over you when you look like God. When there, there's this joy when you carry this generosity like he has. A few weeks ago, Renata and I were traveling with Adeline, and when we got to the United uh, ticket agent, she asked for my ticket, and then she looked at Adeline and requesting for Adeline's ticket from my phone. She looks at me and she goes, all right, and can I have the ticket for mini-me? And I looked at her kind of puzzled because there's just, you know, you're just shuffling, and I go, what? And she goes, you're mini-me. She looks just like you. And I thought, mm. <laughs> yes, I have arrived. I have a brown-haired boy that looks just like his mom, a brown-haired girl that looks like his mom, her mom, and then a little brown-haired boy that looks like his mom. But I got this little mini-me right here, little blonde hair, little blue-eyed Adeline Grace. And when she said that, I just was like filled with delight. I wanted to hug the United ticket lady right there. I just, she just, ah. You see, here's, here's what goes on. When you look like your father, he's got delight. When, you, when, you, when you've got this, um, I, I've, I've been given so, so much. He's been so, so good to me. And sure, I could have the commercials tell me how to live, but they're not my God. Sure, I could let other people's way that they act, dress, drive, vacation. That could be my guide, but that's not my guide. No, number one is this. I have a father and he is good and he gives and he's given to me and he's given so much that out of the overflow of looking like him, I want to be a blessing. I want to give. And I just want you to see how good he's been to you and to get this dream in your heart. What would it look like for me 
to be generous. I'm not asking you a specific amount. This is not a day where Pastor David is going to look at you and say, this is what you ought to do. This is the day where Pastor David looks at you and says, I want you to ask God. I want you to just have this open heart that says, God, what does it look like for me? Present tense to be generous. Not God, what was it, did it look like in college? Not God, what will it look like one day when I win the lottery? <laughs> God, right now, what does it look like? Not, not about, uh, apart from all, all the fighting, and that's what we like to do. We like to say, well, I'm bitter at the, the televangelist. I'm bitter at the guy that was my pastor when I was 12. I'm frustrated about the preachers I see on YouTube. I'm here, I've read this, and there, so I'm, forget all that. Just you and God, just, just what does it look like? What does it look like? And I want you to just recognize, just think about, God already owns it all. Like everything that you have, it's his. It is not. It's mine. Oh, really? I earned it. I deserve it. That sounds like Corey's song, only the opposite. I think I deserve it. I think I earned it. Anyway, but look at this. That's spontaneous craziness. My bad. It doesn't even make sense. Um, Deuteronomy 8, 18. Look at this. Look what, but remember, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Oh, 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 oh what? Yeah. <laughs> for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Oh, yeah, but I'm a... I'm an actress and I just, I worked hard on that. He gave you the ability. No, 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 but I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a plumber. I, I learned how, no, no, he gave you the ability. Ah, yeah, but fill in the blank. He gave you the ability. So reframe, temptation, I want, I earn, God view, I receive, I'm grateful, all is yours. This ability from you. The lungs that I have to breathe the air that you gave, gift. 70, 50, 90 years I have to live on planet Earth, gift. <laughs> I live in America, <laughs> gift. God, you've been so, so good. And you start to see it as I receive. You've been so good to me. Imagine the absurdity. If you looked at the one who has all power, is the creator, knows all things and start to put out your chest and say, yeah, but look what I've done. Look at me. I I can you imagine? God looking at you going, yeah, you, huh? No, you're a kid that goes, you are awesome. You gave me all that I have. All that I have is yours. No, I'm, I'm the follower that I just, you, you just tell me what to give. And, and I'll give what you ask because it all already belongs to you. So I'm just an obedient child. You just tell me. Uh, we have a problem in my home, and that is that my son Dawson now uh, wears my clothes. And uh, the good part about it is that suddenly uh, I can wear his, <laughs> which uh, has been helpful uh, in my fashion recently. But um, the problem is, is that I am the earner. Was up, was up, was up. And Dawson has recently been, this week, he stole, took, He'd say borrowed, pick a word. He 
took my jean jacket. Yeah, took it, yeah, wore it, yeah. Now, imagine the absurdity if Dawson were to come to me and say, it's mine. I found it in your closet. <laughs> Belongs to me. I deserve it. I earned it. Why? Because I walked across the hallway. I walked into your closet. I looked up and I found it. I pulled myself by the bootstraps. It's mine. And don't you dare, I, oh, are you kidding me? No, no, no. You know what kind of heart I have toward a child like that? Huh? Uh, you're going to be wearing the same thing for a long time, brother. You know what I mean? But you know what I have towards the heart of a son? that's just like, thank you. It's awesome. I look better and you look better. You know, like, here's what we do. We look back at the father and we go, I don't know. I mean, I got 70 years on the earth and I got a checking account. And I don't know. I, I, it's it's kind of mine. I, I'll, I'll decide I'll decide what I want to give. I'll decide how I want to give. I earn this. This is me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You look at the scriptures. He is the giver of life. He, oh, he is the creator of all things. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it, that's you. You live in his house. You are his child. I just want you to recognize, ah, I'm his. All, all that I have is, is yours, God. I'm, a, I'm your kid. I'm your child. I, we are all managers of God's assets. It all belongs to him. It, it's so, so the question is not, God, how little can I give and be okay? It's, God, what do you want? I just, you have all of me. It, it just, what do you, what do you want? It, this, this is yours. So I want to invite you to start asking the question. Ask God what he wants you to give. So I'm not asking you to ask the church or ask me. I believe so strong that you have the ability to hear God. I believe that you walk in this intimate friendship with God. And I believe that if you'll listen, you'll start to hear his voice. And all gifts are not the same. Like he has an opinion. Right? Genesis 4, we read Cain and Abel, gift. Cain brings his. God's not pleased. God sees the heart, not pleased. Abel brings his gift, first and his best, pleased. I'm just saying, you can read all through the Bible. You can go in nice and Sapphire. You can go lots of different times. God's got an opinion about your gift. And we can be givers, but not be fully given. We can be people that just give something, but God always cares about the heart. He cares about you. And when you're obeying what he's told you to give, it's a demonstration that you have my heart, you have all of me. And so God doesn't need your stuff. God doesn't need your money. He, he owns, he, everything's already his, but he wants you. And so he loves you. And so when he says, give, you go, I'll give. Overflow of my heart. I want, and so I want you to start in your, in your dialogue with God. You're not giving to please some, another person. You're not giving to be seen by men. You're not giving for any other reason, but it's this vertical relationship with God where you're thinking about him. 
What do you want me to do? What, 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 and you've got him on your mind. It's easy for you to have yourself on your mind. What do I want to give? What's convenient to give? Uh, and it's about you instead of about him. So this illustration I'm going to give you is used with permission, and I need to say that because it's a little edgy. Um, so Renata, here goes. I believe that the Lord will bless this moment, and somehow there will be eternal fruit, and that this will not cause great tension. But here we go. Um, <laughs> that was a joke, but uh, it really won't. We, la we laugh about it. So uh, when Renata and I were dating, the first, uh, my first birthday that uh, we were dating, um, Renata gave me an Abercrombie and Fitch sweater, which if you were in the 90s, you know, mm, I was a, Abercrombie was cool, like a whole nother level in the 90s. And, um, and so she gave me this Abercrombie and Fitch sweater and I opened it up and I was really excited about it until I looked at the tag and it was a large. And I said, now, you know, I'm five, six, right? And she goes, yeah, but I just, I thought you could maybe fit in it. And I thought, you are an angel. Marry me now. Like, what? Like, like you think a large fits me? Like, she's like, yeah, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're thinking of me? You're thinking of how I'm a real? Oh, I just feel so loved. Juxtapose that gift with Christmas of 2016. I have the largest gift under the tree. I'm so excited about opening this gift. It says on the outside, it says, to David, love Renata. And I open up my gift on Christmas Day, 2016, and it's a shop vac. And I look at Renata and I go, a shop vac? And she goes, yeah, my dad would clean the cars every Saturday morning and I thought you could start doing the same. <laughs> whoa, 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 don't clap for her. No, this is my illustration. Whoa, 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 this is backfiring. No, 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 stop. not a gift to me. This is a gift to you. And she's like, same, same. <laughs> I was not pleased. Here's the reality. I want to encourage you that one of the greatest things you have in life is to have God so in front of you and have the resource that you have and say, God, how do you want me to give? What does it look like? Where, where, where are you inviting me to? What, what are the opportunities? How? And you want to give what's on his heart. Not, not me. Not, not what I want. No, I'm yours, God. I want to give what you, what you want me to give. And when we give, our, our generosity is an indicator of our heart. It's an indicator. Like, um, and Jesus talked about money all the time because even when Jesus talks the Sermon on the Mount, you can't love both God and money. Like... All of us, none of us would say, what's up? I got an idol. It's called money. What's up? I got an idol. It's called myself. We don't talk that way. No, we, we'll, we'll sing the songs. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to the sermon. We'll, we'll read the book. But it, getting alone with the Lord and asking, what, is, what does generosity look like? Help you kind of get a little mirror on what's going on inside of you and what God's called you to. And, and God's always about the heart. Jesus looks at the widow's might and he's pleased. It's not about the amount, it's about her heart. But I want to encourage you to just go, I want to, I want to, I want to lock my heart in. Your giving, your heart is connected to where you give. Whatever you give your time and money to, your heart starts to follow it, right? 
I got, a, I, got a, I got a lot of time and money invested in my family right now. And you know what? That's where a lot of my heart is. <laughs> Actually, I was speaking last week uh, at the Jesus Culture School in Sacramento. And at the Q&A, I was supposed to speak the whole week on prayer. And this guy raises his hand and he said, um, hey, can I ask you a parenting question? Because I know this week was about prayer. But he said, about 30% of everything you've talked about is your children. <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know why? It's because right now, like, I'm, I'm, I'm right in the middle of that parenting season. Like, they've got a lot of my heart. And here's the reality. Wherever you're, wherever, whatever you start to put your dollars towards, Whatever you start, it's, your heart starts to follow. And so here's the reality. It's just an indicator. So I, I want you to just begin to ask God, God, what does it look like? What does it look like for me to be generous? God, what are you asking for me to give? And then I want to encourage you with this, to be what Paul says here, just to be cheerful. Like imagine a culture, our church, where, where it's our delight to give, where, where we want to make a difference in the next generation and in Kansas City and we want to make a difference in planting churches and we want to help take the gospel home to home around the world. And it's just part of the culture where God, you've given so much to me that I want to, I want to cheerfully give. The scripture there says he loves a cheerful giver. And it is true that you have an abundance of things available to you. It is true that to give first and best to God often means living on less. It is true that there's that, that give, I give to God first and then I trust him to intervene. It is true that he wants to bless. And it's always faith that goes, God, mentally, my own, my, my own selfish desires, my own wants, my flesh says, I should put money here. But God, my faith says, I've been blessed. I want to be a blessing. And I, and I want to listen and I want to obey. And here's, here's, I want to encourage you with this. I just want you to start asking God, God, what do you want me to do? And I, I, I want you to be pleased. I want, I want to bring the gift that brings joy to your heart. I want to be a blessing. And then you just obey. It's real simple. It's just, I listen, I ask God, and then I obey, and I'm generous. And generosity marks your life like it marks Jesus' life, like it marks the heart of our Father. The Father who loves, gives, and you love, so you give. And cheerfully is the way Paul talks about it here. I was, I'll just close with this. Was on that trip that I told you about where Adeline went with Renata and I on a trip, um, I asked my parents to come and watch the other three while Renata and I were out of town. And uh, so my parents stayed in uh, Renata in my room, and so the, uh, they just, uh, they did life at our house. And then when my dad uh, left, uh, he, he sent me a text. He left on a Saturday, and he sent me a text on Sunday afternoon, and it said, hey, David, I, uh, I accidentally took one of your shirts and uh, he said, sorry, uh, you're going to need that back, question mark? And I text him right back, yeah, I'm going to need that back. That's my shirt. You overnight it to me tomorrow. Come on, Padre, what are you thinking? Don't you know I only got 20, you know? No, that's not what I said. Put a big old smiley face emoji and said, it's yours, right? Why? Are you kidding me? That man? You, you want my shirt? 
That's the guy that bought three, three car seats in 1976. That's the guy who bought three, what do you call the high chair? Three high chairs. Hey, he bought a stroller for three kids, bought a 1977 Oldsmobile station wagon so he could fit the herd, the litter he had just had. That's the guy that, I mean, carried a box around of children because he had so many. He's been buying my clothes for 18 years, right? That's the guy that, I mean, gave me, when I went off to college, gave me a 1988 Chevy Celebrity with 100,000 miles, baby. That's, I mean, that's the guy, he, I mean, he, he helped me go through college. That's the guy that's been given to me since the day I was born. So, <laughs> it's an honor to give you my used shirt. It's four years old. You want it, you can have it. What else you want? You can have all my shirts. What? Why? Oh, it's a, I, I, I wish I could give you more. I, what? You've been so, so good to me. It's the delight of my life. God, whether it's my illustration, my human father, you looking at your earthly father, your heavenly father and saying, you give me breath. Things may not be perfect, but you've given me life. Here I am in this generation, in this amazing nation that is filled with abundance. You've got me at Radiant Church. I live in this time and you've been so, so good. And whatever you want, you want my shirt? You want, you want, what, what, what do you want me to give? Where do you want me to give? How do you want me to give? Whatever. I, it all belongs to you. It's, it's all yours. This is your house. This is your earth. This is your heir. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I was created by you. I'm a worshiper of God. And I would delight not to sting, be stingy and hold on and be that person that wants to just get a little bit more for me and just get a little more ice cream for me. Now, what do you want me to do? You love those kids. You love the poor. You love the people that have never heard the gospel. You want more churches planted. You want me to take care of kids. What do you want me to do, God? I'm yours. I'm just listening to you because all of my life, you've been faithful. All my life, you've been so, so good. And you've been generous to me. Where, who, how can I be generous? We just close your eyes, bow your heads. Let's just, let's just ask God to mark us with generosity today. Father, you're so good to us. We just thank you. We thank you for the blessings that you've given us. And we will not live selfish lives. God, we just covenant with you. We commit, oh God, we want to be a generous people. Holy Spirit, Open up our eyes. Give us open doors. Let us hear your voice. Give us strategies. Give us ways or that we can show the world the generosity of our good Father.
We just ask the Holy Spirit just right now how he wants you to apply this message today in your life. If you're here today and you'd like to give your life to Jesus, scripture says that for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Today, if you'll believe, say, I believe in Jesus. I, I, I want to follow Jesus. You can begin your relationship with him today. Just in your seat, wherever you're at, or would you just say this? If you want to begin your a relationship with God, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. Change me. Be the Lord of my life. Save me today. I don't want to go my way. I don't want to be the Lord of my life. You be the Lord. You have it all. <laughs> I give you my life in Jesus' name. 